You are listening to the Ideas to Profits podcast, hosted by myself, Ross Blaine, and with my co-author, Dr. Paul Dick. And weekly, we have special guests to add to our conversations about the ideas inside I2P. Download all the latest I2P episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, join our online community at Ideas Number no. 2 Profits. .ca, where you can take advantage of workshops, complimentary downloadables, and monthly newsletters. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Ideas to Profits podcast. I've got the same old crew here, Dr. Paul Dick from Paul Dick and Associates and my co-author, going to speak in a few minutes. And most importantly, we've got one of my mentoring clients with us, James Aramberry, who will tell you that I'm not a mentor, I can be a tormentor. So, today we're going to be talking about spaced. And are we spaced when we present our service or our product to our consumers? Now, James, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is James Aramberry, and I'm the optimization lead for a company called Azura Associates. Well, James, you've just started in business having graduated when? Well, I graduated last April, actually. With a master's degree in engineering. Uh, Correct. And what have you learned since then being out in the business world? Well, going through my undergrad and and going through my my master's, uh, I learned a lot of technical skills, but I really didn't have many soft skills to match it. And so working with you over these last nine months, I've trying have been trying to develop my soft skills to match those technical skills neat now what's one of the things i keep saying to you all the time every time we have a quiet conversation have you looked in the book yes and you just went to a conference correct yep the canadian biogas association and what was the number one thing you wanted to do at that conference so yeah, there was a particular idea from your book that I, I wanted to work on, and that was that was called Spaced. And that, that focuses on highlighting the benefits of a company's service or a company's product. Now, in setting that up, we talked about three things that come out when you're talking about a product or service. Features, what are the physical attributes of what you do? Mm-hmm. Advantages, why people will spend their money on you rather than a similar service. But people buy for benefits. What does the spaced stand, format stand for? Well, space stands for safety, performance, acceptance, convenience, excellence, efficiency, economic, and lastly, dependability. Neat. Now, one of the things that I've found in my research as we were doing the book was an old study that was done by the task force analyzing retail productivity and for our listeners one of the things you'd have to know is if you can get a person to buy into nine benefits that will personally help them they will change their budgets they will spend money on that project but here's the scary part if they can't get nine benefits and only get six to eight then they will comparison shop they'll look at other products and finally, if they can get, don't get six, get five or less, they will go and buy the cheapest one going. 
So it's important that we get benefits in place, wouldn't you say, James? Yeah, you got that exactly right. Good. Can you put that on pause now? It was interesting because how the space formula came about was when I was working with Land Rover to help turn around their markets in, I would say, the 90s, but some time ago. And we came up with the space formula because we needed something that the buyers of those vehicles would believe in. And that's where space came about, James. First thing that we talk about is safety. Paul, in your industry, how big is safety? No, it's a, it's a good point, Ross. I mean, safety is really table stakes. If you're not safe, you're not going to get a sale. You're not going to proceed. So, so safety is where it all starts and builds from there. Neat. It's interesting. One of the things that we've mentioned in other podcasts is about Richard Branson. Yes, I'm a bit of a Richard Branson fan. But you know why he drives Land Rovers? Oh, why is that, Ross? He was driving up north to his estate with his family in the car, drove off the road, it rolled over, landed the back on his wheels, and he drove the rest of the way to the estate. So all his executives drive Land Rovers because the feature that's there is it's got an internal roll bar. The advantage is that it's a robust vehicle. The safety is, no matter what conditions you're in, you're going to be able to continue. So next is... James, tell me about performance. What is performance and what does it mean to in a benefit statement? Yeah, so I guess in the context of the work that we do at Azure Associates, uh, we work in industrial wastewater and uh, anaerobic digestion. And for those who don't know what anaerobic digestion is, you're basically putting organic material in a sealed vessel and that material breaks down and makes methane and some other gases. And so when, when we talk about performance, what we're really talking about is maximizing the amount of methane that is produced in that process. And that can be converted to renewable natural gas, which uh, the owner or developer will then sell back into the grid and to make money. So when we talk about performance, the better that digester is performing, the more money our client is going to be making. It's interesting, James, because anaerobic digesters are very much like people. The old saying, beans, beans, the musical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. <laughs> yeah. The more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans with every meal. Guess what? An anaerobic digester actually makes the same gas as a human being. And you can turn it into renewable natural gas, which is big right now, isn't it? Oh, big time. Yeah. And well, you can also turn it into electricity, actually, or into, into heat as well to, that you can recover. So you can see there's a benefit statement right there. Using your company... You can improve the performance of it so you're getting more efficiency out of it. The machines are running better, mm -hmm. and it's really good. Now, next thing, though, I want to talk about, and, Paul, I'm going to put you on the spot on this one, is the A of spaced. It's acceptance. How important is acceptance in a benefit statement to people? I, I think of acceptance as the fit of the technology or product within your business. Um, i.e. it meets your business needs, it meets your standards. And if it's something different, um, it's a friendly uh, modification to adopt uh, this new process, technology, etc. Now, ultimately, acceptance isn't just using it once, it's using it for the long term. So if it's a product or service, it's repeated use of the same product over time. That, that truly represents success 
And it's tied directly to acceptance. Acceptance is really interesting because we buy Nike shoes because Michael Jordan used them, right? Acceptance. Mm -hmm. We buy products because other people have endorsed them. And that's what acceptance is all about. Now, let me just ask you about convenience. Here's what I know about convenience, but I want to know how you two use it in your industry. The more a person has to change what they're doing, the greater reluctance there is to change. If you can make it convenient for them to change, then you're going to win. If you're going to make it hard for them to change, you're going to have to do a lot of selling to get them to adapt to your new product. Do you find that happens a fair bit in the industries you're working in, James? Uh, yeah, I would say so. And to take a little bit of a different spin on convenience, uh, our company is very small. We're, we're a boutique consulting company and there's just three of us. And, and so when we speak about convenience, really what that means is when, we, when a client reaches out to us, we'd like to get back to them as, as soon as we possibly can, whether or not we can actually provide them with a product or a service at, at the time. And what that helps is uh, it gets the client an answer right away, whether they need to stick with us or perhaps we can provide them guidance on where they need to go. Perfect. Now, let's talk about the three E's. First of all, I'm going to start and then I'm going to hit Paul on this one. Has anyone ever heard of a Rolls Royce going on sale? Has anyone ever heard of an Apple computer going on sale? Has anyone ever heard of a Mercedes going on sale? Why? Because those products are deemed as excellence. So when you look at the E in space, the first thing you want to look at is excellence. And people will spend money for excellence, particularly if the other features we've just talked about are in play. So no one doubts when they pay a good price for a product if that product is seen as excellent. Go into a Starbucks. Okay, and look and see what most computers the people are using in a Starbucks. And they pay $7 for a latte at Starbucks. Are they buying excellence? Absolutely. The second thing that's important in the ease of spaced is efficiency. Efficiency is very, very important because people need to know that you're there to support them. You need to know that it's safe to do business with efficiency for example i mentioned apple computers but dell computers are seen as efficient you never have to worry about the the components that are in there because they only have 35 suppliers of components versus people like acer who sell economic or cheap mm -hmm. okay and you never know where the components come from you buy an apple computer for excellence and it lasts you for 10 years you buy a uh, an Acer, and you know that it's going to last you through your university days, correct? Oh, if you're lucky, I think, yeah. Okay. And if you buy a Dell, you know that it's robust, and if it breaks, you're going to get service. Mm -hmm. Now, how does uh, the ease fit to, with your company? Which of those ease do you use, James? Well, I would say for us, it, it all comes down to efficiency. And really, if we can get the efficiency side of things right, that's going to provide the, the last E, which is the economic side of things. 
The more efficiently we can run our systems, our digesters, our industrial wastewater systems, the more money we can make for our clients, or perhaps the more money we can save for our clients. And that all just leads to improved profitability. Good, good. Paul, you've dealt with excellence a fair bit in your industries. What do you know about excellence? How do your customers in the animal health industry see excellence as a driver? Um, I, uh, I, I see excellence in the eyes of the customer. So the customer defines excellence. You then provide that to them in the form of value, a product or service, which ultimately should return and have a high return of investment, but very driven by customer need, and you're an enabler to do that. Um, uh, now, now, what exactly their targets are is variable, right? I mean, is it a new process? Is it a prestige item? Uh, is it fixing an issue, but very much driven by the needs of the customer and you uh, driving it? When people talk about uh, price, uh, I, I'd sooner talk about value and return on investment versus, versus price. In the service industry, you always have to work towards excellence and efficiency. In the service industry, people need to know that you're going to provide them, Paul, with the best data about their product, their marketplace, and how to get it in the marketplace. James, in your industry, people call you because they have a problem. They don't want a cheap fix. They want a fix that's going to give them a return on their investment, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, last one that's there is the word dependability. It may be the last benefit, but what is dependability to you, Amber? Thank you. The last thing in spaced is the word dependability. Let me give you an example. We just bought a new induction stove for our kitchen. I hooked it up and guess what? It started to smoke. Guess what? I called the retailer that we bought it from to say, our new stove just smoked and people were getting this shock out of it. Guess what he said? Let me give you a number to call. Am I going back to him? Was I was that he dependable? No. Guess what? Then I called the re, the manufacturer. First of all, I got put on hold for 40 minutes. Then they told me, well, sir, we need to get all the information. We need to send a technician in to make sure what you're telling us is the truth. I said, how long would that be? They said, likely five days. I said, I'm having 10 people over for dinner on Saturday night. I need the stove. Well, sir, we can't do anything about it. But how about we give you $10 a person as a check to pay for the dinner? And I'm thinking, I can't even buy a McDonald's hamburger for that. <laughs> Were they dependable? I wouldn't say so, or else. What would have been a dependable value benefit that we would like to have seen from them? Well, ideally, they would have offered up an immediate way to solve your problem. They should have identified a pathway to allow you to provide your dinner guests with with dinner. But they did $10. $10, whoopee. Yeah, that's not going to secure you a nice dinner, Ross. Definitely not. Okay. So the answer is, am I a raving fan of the people that sold it to me? No. Am I a raving fan of the company that so that made the equipment? Also, no. And most importantly, guess what? They did do dependability. I'm being sarcastic when I said it. 
because when I talked to Sherry from the company, Sherry said, well, you have to understand our logistics system, sir. We can't get you a new stove by Saturday, even, and this was on Wednesday, even if you wanted it, because the stove has to be shipped from our warehouse to a, to a, 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 a courier warehouse, who will then send you a notice that they can deliver it to you, and they will tell you which day they can deliver it to you on. And is that dependability? That's much, that's looking a lot better there. Yeah, they're giving uh, actually, you an outcome. Actually, but you know what? I still didn't get the stove. I'm still working on a single hot plate for dinner, and they're not dependable. The answer would have been 10 people coming to dinner at a house to see a new kitchen and test the new products. I would have bent over backwards to get them a stove, and then I would be raging about the manufacturer, wouldn't I? So that's dependability. So I hope this has been interesting. James, at the conference, you were at the Biogas conference. Did you find that uh, you were able to talk to your potential clients about the features, advantages, and most importantly, the benefits that Azura can provide to its customers? Yeah, so at the Biogas conference, you have all different kinds of people. You have technology providers, could have bankers, perhaps lawyers. But for us as consultants, uh, we don't really have anything to sell. Um, rather, we just like to tell our clients, our potential customers, uh, the type of work that we can do and exactly yeah, what benefits that we can provide. And from there, uh, hopefully the, the trust that can uh, develop from that relationship will eventually lead to some business. The E in SPACED stands for actually three things, excellence, efficiency and economic or low cost you can buy something for that's excellent and you that same product can be efficient that product can be also efficient and economic meaning lower cost but it can't be economic and efficient you can't go up the scale you can only come down the scale e in space can stand for one of three things excellence efficiency or economic which is low cost or i use the word cheap let me use the example of computers has anyone ever heard of an apple computer going on sale no why because they're excellence you go into an upscale coffee shop and what do you see there most of the time an apple product why these people buy for excellence they spend money to buy an expensive latte because they know it's always going to be consistent and excellent. Apple does that with their computers. The next level is efficiency. And in computers, the company that's known for efficiency, they even put it in their, their, their value statements, is Dell. With a Dell computer, you know that you're always going to get the product. The product's going to be delivered on specification. You know if, the, if there's a problem with the product, they will fix it. As a matter of fact, Dell went so far, at one point they had 32,000 suppliers and they cut it down to 35 so they made sure that every product they got was to specification. That's what makes them efficient. The last one in, I'm going to use it on a computer, I won't use any names, but those are, there are those computers that you buy at the business stores that are inexpensive. They've got all sorts of interesting things on them, but you're never quite sure where 
the motherboard came from or the input device because they've gone to drive the price down. You buy it because you need a computer. You need a computer that will work for a few years. And so you're buying for economics. You buy Apple because it's got the benefits you want. It's got a case. It's thin. It's got good support. I still today call Apple up whenever I have a problem because I'm technologically, technologically, is that how you say it, James? Uh, yep. Illiterate. Okay. And they help me out. You call app or call uh, uh, Dell up and they will tell you exactly what the problem is and they'll tell you how they're going to solve it. So those are the ease of efficiency and sorry, the ease of, in spaced. Paul, do you have any closing comments on this? No, I think uh, we've had a good discussion. I think it boils down to it's all about the people, building relationships, being there, caring, and uh, and developing those long-term uh, business uh, arrangements that result in happy customers and profitable companies. So, may I say in closing off, if you get a chance, go to Chapter 6 in Ideas to Profits. I think you'll find some things that are helpful. James, I noticed in your book, there was a lot of yellow highlights and some red underlines. Did you find some benefits in there? Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna be carrying this chapter with me for a while because really understanding your company's benefits, that's a long-term process, I think. And here at Azure, we do lots of different types of things. And really to, to be successful long-term, we're really gonna to have to keep working on what types of benefits we can offer and what types of new benefits we could offer in the future. So thank you for listening, everyone. Stay tuned because there'll be more podcasts coming. Download all the latest I2P episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, join our online community at ideas2profits.ca where you can take advantage of workshops, complimentary downloadables, and monthly newsletters. And finally, should you require someone to your keynote address to one of your associations or groups, Paul and I are available. We also have a series of workshops that will be downloaded from the website that you can absolutely provide to your staff in your working environments. Thank you again. Have a great day.